and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I am your host, Hal, and with me here today is the Shazam 2 enjoyer himself, Chaos. Hello, everyone. Uh, It's me, the guy who saw Shazam 2 twice in theaters, uh, Chaos Beetle Frontiers. And funnily enough, there's a bit of a storm going outside my house right now, so that's fun. <laughs> You're going to get struck by lightning. Yeah. Oh, that's weird, because the thunder, I thought thunder always comes after lightning. Ka-chow! Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, I got to do a Cars episode someday, but that's besides the point. Uh, welcome back to the show, Chaos. You, I think, are tied with William, John, and Mordo for second place and having the most uh, uh, times on the podcast, the, mo- the most uh, appearances on the podcast, because this is your third time on the show. I'll wear that with pride. Hey, well, there you go. Uh, well, there's I mean, no time speak- like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, speaking of earlier, you know, um, Lightning McQueen is a bit of a thundercrack, and uh, guess what we're talking about today? That's right. Thundercrack 1 from 2019. No, I'm just kidding. It's actually called Shazam. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the first Shazam movie from 2019, because I happen to have it on Blu-ray. Uh, and Shazam has kind of been, uh, the theme of the past couple of weeks. Uh, and there's a couple of Shazam things we want to talk about. This is actually part one of a crossover between my podcast and your podcast. Indeed um, it is. Yeah, so it's just going to be on mostly Shazam stuff, um, but uh, to get into it, let's talk about Shazam 1. Chaos, uh, what are your thoughts on Shazam 1? Shazam 1's actually a bit of a weird movie for me because the first time that I saw it was in the theaters all the way back in 2019. And when I was just a youngling 13-year-old heavily opposed to live-action movies, I admittedly did have a lot of fun with it. But as the years went by, my love for the movie actually only grew, which ended up culminating mm. to this year, where it's now in my favorites list, along with the sequel for some reason. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that uh, in part two. But yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. No, I I saw this in theaters back in 2019. Um, I remember liking it a lot, like surprisingly. I'm just like, whoa, it's. 2019 um this is a dc movie uh and i liked it which dc back in early 2019 i was just like really i'm actually liking a dc movie in 2019 this is crazy but yeah especially obviously yeah especially obviously like you first <laughs> okay well no i was just gonna say you know 2019 actually turned out to be kind of the diamond in the rough for uh DC because we got Shazam and Joker that year and we're like wow things are looking up and then we got Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman 1984 but you know yeah. a whole DC retrospective is for another time yeah uh, I I I will say I do prefer Joker over Shazam mm-hmm. but uh yeah sh- the quality of both of those 
was absolutely great, especially since DC in the 2010s, especially, especially the late 2010s, was yeah, yeah. straight up fucking abysmal. Well, like I said, yeah, like those two movies especially tricked us. I'm just like, wow, things are looking up for DC. And then it's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Next, things got worse. Next year, a lot Wonder worse. Woman became a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> became a rapist. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, I really did have fun with it. I can't say this is a perfect movie for me. I know you say this is one of your favorites. Yeah, um, and even I will admit that there are some points of it where it's kind of fucking stupid but i mm -hmm. will also defend it especially since it's also the subject for one of the worst movie reviews i've seen on youtube so uh, yeah. yeah well here's the thing like no matter what issues i have with it it's probably like little stuff like little cliche moments that you feel like oh, it's it's a studio movie of course they're gonna throw this kind of stuff in there it's like i get yeah. it they don't really bother me like the the things I don't like about this movie don't bother me as much as like, you know, other superhero movies. Like it's the good stuff that really does elevate it to a point where I'm like, it's a surprisingly good movie. Like I have fun watching it. I'm not not bored. It, it's a nice, good movie. Like, honestly, like, again, back in 2019, deep for DC, that was huge. Yeah. That, that was a huge deal. And I mean, looking back at it, and obviously we've had some good stuff since then, but like, For sure. it still is a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if I can also give some extra compliments to this movie, uh, please do. I would say uh, some of my personal favorite comic book movies are based on superheroes I've already been attached to, like mm -hmm. Superman 1978 the Batman, uh, Spider-Man one and two. And it's probably, if it does end up being at least somewhat unironically good, it'll also probably shoot Blue Beetle up to my favorites because Jaime Reyes is my personal favorite DC character. Mm -hmm. But for the, I think, very exceptional and very good comic book movies are ones that get me to check out the source material and... And, and make me uh, end up being a fan of those characters. Uh, to sort of talk about an example of the anti of that, uh, a lot of MCU movies like uh, the Iron Man sequels, they fucking blow and I really don't want to touch Iron Man books now. <laughs> but yeah. There yeah. are two movies in particular that really wanted me to... Uh, well, three movies in particular that really want me to get into the source material more. Shazam mm -hmm. 2019, Captain America the First Avenger, and Ooh. the 1994 Fantastic Four movie. Oh, the best Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ironically, my favorite Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. I have not seen the 1994 Roger Corman Fantastic uh, Four movie. Uh, Joseph Culp as Doctor Doom is unironically my favorite villain in any Marvel movie. Wow. That's yeah. high praise. I do like First Avenger a lot. That was actually the very first MCU movie I ever watched. It's my favorite have... MCU movie. It's and very funnily good. enough, Shazam is my favorite DCEU movie, but to well, delve into go. those more. 
Um, I still have yet to read any Captain America comics. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to get into Fantastic Four a bit, but I read a bit of Dan Slott's Fantastic Four run, which was absolutely dread, pretty dreadful. And it makes sense considering how absolutely annoying he is on Twitter. Oh, like he seriously isn't that de- a shame? Yeah, like he defended She-Hulk and seriously, unironically got into the should Superman be buff debate. That's a debate? Yes. <laughs> Everything's oh, a debate. Oh, God, that's embarrassing. But, with, uh. but yeah, like with Shazam 2019... I got the DC Universe Infinite subscription, and uh, one superhero on my hit list was Shazam, Captain Marvel, Thundercrack himself, Mm -hmm. and I got the Black Adam box set. Uh, (laughs) Not a good movie, but I did read through those books, and two of them were better than Black Adam. One of them I'll get to in a bit, but uh, the latest... One of the latest Shazam stories I did read was Shazam, the Monster Society of Evil, which was made by the same guy who made Bone, and mm. I loved it. It's one of my nice. favorite DC stories now. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting that you said that, like, you know, uh, it, this movie got you interested in Shazam. So, yeah, I was never really... Uh, that into Shazam as a character. And it's not because I didn't want to. Again, yeah. like I'm very much a casual comic book fan, uh comic book movie fan, I should say. I've never read comics. I mean, I've read like bits and pieces of certain comics. I've read my fair share, but like not enough that I would consider myself a comic book nerd. Yeah. Um so like th- my the extent of my knowledge of like, you know, superhero lore uh is like the movies and stuff like that yeah so i was but i was aware of the character of shazam before watching this movie but i do feel like this movie kind of gave me more of an appreciation for this character and not just this character but like the kind of subgenre that this movie is so this movie is essentially kid turns into adult uh you know there's yeah. several movies that that's a subgenre for, like yeah. Big, Big. Thir- yeah. Thirteen Going on Thirty. Now, it's been years since I've seen Big, but like, I possible hot take. I don't really like that movie. I think it's dreadful. I think it's really, really, uh, Wait. not a fun movie from yeah. from what I remember. Wait, Big I, or Thirteen on Thirty? Uh, big. I have uh, not yeah. seen Thirteen Going on Thirty. Uh, I did see Big a few a few years back, and I thought it was good. But I can like sort of see that, especially since uh, I stated this on Box before. Shazam One is big, but better. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, absolutely. Like so. Again, it's been a couple years since I've seen Big. I. I have not watched it in a while, so like it's there's there's a good chance maybe I just need to revisit it. But in any case, even if, if I do revisit it, I probably will still prefer Shazam One. Like I yeah. feel like this movie does this a lot better be, because well, you know, there's a lot more going on. But like yeah. you know, it, it's kind of more interesting because yeah. it's not just a kid turns into an adult; it's a kid turns into a superhero. Like. You know, you can do a little more with yeah, that, and I feel like, like they yeah, take that's advantage like part of that. Part of the appeal of Cap of the character of Shazam, right? I, I, and I think part of why the movie does work well, and to a lesser extent, but uh, still solid extent in the sequel. Uh, 
hot take that Twitter isn't going to like me for for some reason. Uh, Zachary <laughs> Levy does a really good job. He is entertaining. Now, yeah. the one thing I will say that has always kind of bothered me, and it bothers me a lot more in the sequel, it, it kind of bothers me here, but I can kind of forgive it, is that there seems to be a very big difference between Shazam and Billy Batson. Now, yeah, I've seen the reason, people talk about that. The reason I can kind of forgive it here is because, oh, when Billy turns into Shazam, he's, you know, a lot more animated because, well, he's in a new body. He's experiencing something brand new. So, like, this is kind of a new experience for him. So he's just, like, kind of, like, yeah. going a bit crazy trying to, you know, see this as normal. So it's like, okay, he's a little more animated when he's you know, in the body that he's not so used to being in. So it's like, I can kind of forgive that. And also yeah. Zachary Levi is clearly like giving it his all. So like, For even sure. if it's, even if it doesn't really line up one-to-one, it's still an entertaining performance. Like it's, you know, he's not like this brooding, you know, super serious character that you see in like a bajillion other superhero movies. Like, yeah. you know, he's, being light and fun and bouncy, but not in the MCU way where it's cringy. Well, sometimes it's cringy, but not not as often. Yeah, you know? and um, I and yeah, I do think it's done weaker in the sequel, but I do have mm -hmm. some defenses for that. And again, I'll get to that when we get to that. Sure, exactly. Yeah. yeah, again, like again, that's one of those things that kind of bothers me. But it's not like something that like actively ruins the movie like you know yeah. clearly zachary levi is going for something completely different than asher angel but that's okay because both of them still have their fair share of good scenes like asher angel when he's billy batson is actually kind of good like whenever he uh, yeah. especially especially during the scene when like he's walking away from his mother it's like holy shit yeah, like, i dude. do think that asher angel does do the better job even if i do like Le levi I think because, you know, Levi is clearly going for a more comedic performance, whereas Asher Angel is going for more of a serious performance. Yeah. So, like, the fact that a kid can pull off a serious performance uh, is just really impressive yeah. no matter what. But at the very least, Levi does also help the comedic aspect of the movie. But before mm -hmm. getting into that, okay, I do have a little bit of a theory, and it's a weird theory, but it kind of makes sense to me, especially because it's Twitter. Sure. Okay, so before Shazam 2 dropped, uh, a lot of people on Twitter did not like Levi because mm -hmm. of, like, one anti-vax tweet he made. Or, like, oh, some did anti he? Yeah, or, like, some anti-vax beliefs, which, like, I don't agree with that belief, but I think uh, trying to cancel someone over that is, like, dumb. Yeah, and what, it was, like, what, one tweet? Yeah, yeah. And plus, I, like, yeah, celebrities are gonna say dumb shit. Yeah, like, and one of my friends, <laughs> yeah, one of my friends said something like about M M A G A stuff, but I looked it up and I never saw anything of the sort. So uh, take that oh, with yeah. a grain of salt. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. uh, when Gunn was asked about uh, keep uh, removing Levi after the tweets, he gave a very based reply and said. I can't just fire people based on stuff that we disagree with. Well, I mean, especially since, you know, Gunn was fired from Disney for, you know, making jokes from years ago. It's like, yeah, yeah you're not, Gunn would not be the person to fire someone over one thing. It's yeah. like, absolutely not. Yeah, and Levi still clearly has a good relation, clearly does have a good relationship with the cast. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, then I, eventually mm-hmm. when Shazam 2 came out and stuff, people turned over to the acting to uh, basically give a reason for why Levi should just get the boot. Which is weird. Like, you know, he makes one dumb tweet and that should fire him like come yeah, on guys like, i've seen so many celebrities <laughs> go through some of the same dumb shit and it's like part of the one of the many reasons why i cannot stand twitter because yeah. we treat celebrities as gods but we also treat them like devils yeah it's like well i mean that's what this movie kind of touches upon like here's this kid giving this given this power like this ultimate godly power he's gonna do some dumb shit as a kid with godly power like you know when you give celebrities this much power they're gonna pull some dumb shit like they're also 12 year olds yeah especially uh, since like the power of shazam only ends up corrupting billy moore Mm, and that doesn't help with freddy also indirectly feeding his ego which um i guess to trans transition a bit and yes we'll get to the humor soon uh this goes for both shazam 1 and shazam 2 until blue beetle comes out so far uh freddie freeman is my personal favorite character in the dceu oh he's great jack dylan glazer such a good actor dude yeah. like he's so funny yeah and like as i don't know i don't think it's really been confirmed though i could be wrong but as someone who's on the spectrum, it's nice to see someone like Freddy where, you know, you're kind of like portraying a lot of those elements in a positive, in a positive life, positive mm-hmm. light with a fun and goofy character. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he, he's one of my favorite characters too. Like just the fact that like, I love his outlook on life where he's just like, you know, he, he makes these jokes because he doesn't want to feel sorry for, you know, like that's yeah. such a, that's such a poignant thing for a character to say. Like, I like that a lot. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. And like the, the, the one scene where he calls out Billy after having the, after, you know, the bus fell and uh, Billy just basically says that he's jealous. Freddy says, yeah, I'm jealous because I killed to have a body like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like, no shit. No ship, Sherlock. It's just like, yeah, no, of course. It's, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's these characters that definitely make the movie for Absolutely. me. Like, I, they, like, they feel... Like, they're just nice characters to follow along. And I'm yeah, like, I, even and like, they're funny... Yeah, even like some of the smaller characters like Eugene and Pedro, uh, you you could make them really annoying and stereotypical, but they don't go with that at all. No, they don't. They actually, yeah, no, they, I mean, th- it's not the greatest, but for what the movie attempts with these characters, I think they pull it off just fine. Yeah. Um. I I like the family scenes in this movie. I think they're done really really well. Yeah. D- yeah. Again, something that's a little lost in the sequel. We'll get to that when we get to that. Mm-hmm. Something that's a little lost in something like Eternals, you know? Like oh. wasn't that supposed to be like a family movie? <laughs> no. That was not supposed to be a family movie. That was just <laughs> that was just supposed to be a PG-13 beach sex movie. 
That's true. <laughs> how could how could anybody mistake in that? It's like the second time where we referenced the beach sex scene in Eternals. Well, that's what that's the only thing that movie has going for it. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not very good. <laughs> oh. So, uh I wanted to bring up one thing that I noticed actually this time around that I really appreciated was that um you know, the the reason Billy gets his powers is because the wizard's just like, I'm trying to find the most pure of heart, and I choose you. And you're thinking like, oh, he chooses him because he's the most pure of heart. But then it's it's like, it's like oh, it's such Care Bear bullshit. But then it's yeah. like, but then he also says like, I'm desperate. Like, you, you yeah. know, he chooses Billy not because he is the most pure of heart, but because he's desperate. Yeah. And I like that because then that means Billy's not really a chosen one. He's chosen out of necessity so like he really needs to prove himself uh in order to save the world and to continue the yeah. powers of shazam exactly you know to keep going and it's, yeah and it's like one of the main themes of the movie is that th this is something that was especially lost in transition with the review that i mentioned earlier but uh no one is pure L literally mm -hmm. no one is pure we all have our own flaws and our own temptations yeah that's I, like, what makes I'm an interesting tell, character yeah like i'm gonna tell you if billy was called before the sins got out he probably would have taken the eye probably yeah yeah honestly because he's mm. he's a scrappy young lad yeah and i uh want to use that to uh segue a bit into uh the particular book it's based on mm-hmm so, uh, again, I read the Black Adam box set. It had two Black Adam stories, uh, Black Rain and Rise and Fall of an Empire, and those were much better than the movie. However, yeah. the other book it was paired with was, G was Jeff Johns' Shazam for The New 52, which was a story told in multiple issues of Justice League. It is so fucking bad, and it is so much worse than the movie. <laughs> oh, how unfortunate. <laughs> like, especially Billy, because in that book, Billy is a manipulative asshole who calls the people who adopted him idiots. And when, the, and when the kids try to welcome him, he lashes out at Darla, saying that he that they are not his family, with no remorse whatsoever. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Like, like, see, in this movie, like, yeah, Billy can be a bit of an asshole, but, like, yeah. he's not, like, awful. Like, yeah, he, he, he he's just kind of like... He, yeah, he's like a teenager, like yeah. dealing with like the sappy dappy bullshit. Like and he's on, just trying. Yeah, and on top of that, when he was adapted, adopted, literally everyone in the family knew what he was going through. So when Billy sort of lashed out at Darla, Darla just acted sad, but gave him a hug, and Freddie said that he would just cover it. Yeah. It's like, geez. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the thematics that we were talking about earlier, um, sure. how it was done in the comic is that Billy tells the wizard that there are no good people. There are only horrible people. Good people get eaten, eaten away by horrible people. And you're a fool if you're trying to 
and you're a fool if you're trying to find someone who isn't a piece of shit like me. <laughs> and then the whole class clapped. <laughs> uh. I genuinely hate that book so much, and I think the only reason why I have it at 3 out of 10 is that in spite of how dumb it is and absolutely pointless it is, uh, funnily enough, Black Adam was in that story, and he has like some of the only sort of fun bits. Yeah, wow. Ironic that you like the Black Adam stories, but not the Shazam stories. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> also, uh, yes, uh, Black Adam, the movie, is better than Jeff John's Shazam, so, uh... Ooh. Yay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which um, I actually heard about the behind the scenes for this. Uh, apparently, for the 2019 movie, there were plans to like put Black Adam in the movie, but Rock wanted uh Black Adam to have his own movie. So you know, even though we got a pretty fucking awful, a pretty fucking awful anti-hero movie and some interference with the post credits for the sequel uh i think shazam one benefits heavily with black adam's lack of presence yeah it definitely does which is nice you, you know I, I just gotta ask like why did the rock want to play black adam of all characters because like he wanted to be the one black adam that was the greatest adam that could have ever adamed I, I yeah but like he knew it was a villain character right yeah. like didn't they tell him that like hey by the way this is a villain character i i've heard i think i've heard this but i think he mainly wanted to do black adam because he liked how badass he was and how he killed tons of people like okay in the but like yeah there's like a million characters like that in the DC universe and maybe even the Marvel universe. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you choose the one guy who's a villain when he's contractually obligated himself? Like, like this is his fault. Like he's I done think, this to himself yeah. that he only plays good guys in movies. Like, I think the only other reason is because Dwayne Johnson does kind of look like black Adam just without the elf ears and the receding hairline. And you know, the fact that black at the fact that Dwayne <laughs> isn't even Egyptian. I, <sighs> <laughs> uh, yeah man it's oh god just what a shit show but yeah speaking of not a shit show uh shazam 2019 uh it's yeah. a good movie <laughs> yeah you want to know what shazam 2019 has march uh, march wrong as my ooh, favorite villain dr thaddeus savannah from the hit film savannah <laughs> Is that a movie? <laughs> no, but anyway, yeah, no, it's I'm glad you brought up Mark. I'm glad you brought up Mark Strong because, like, yeah, he's a really good actor, and he was he was really good in this movie. Yeah. Like, you'd think, like, you know, considering uh, the MCU curse of bad villains and DC just you know being cursed in all aspects of just not having any good characters, like that he would suck. But like, no, I think he was done really well, and. Uh, I got a lot of ironic enjoyment out of him because he has the one blue eye. So every time he was on screen, I'm just like, Sands, Damn. Sands. He injected himself with a Baja Blast. <laughs> oh, oh, Baja Blast. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the way that Savannah is written in the movie is actually, you know, a pretty interesting parallel to Billy. Because mm -hmm. Savannah came from a wealthy family with, uh, 
with a mansion over his head and tons of pie seat from useless crap like that. And he got John Glover as a father. Yeah. But even though he came from, you know, a big family, he was treated by shit by both his brother and his father, which yeah. was which was what tempted him to go looking for the sins, and it's actually a pretty different version of Savannah from a lot of his other appearances. Or mm-hmm. Savannah's just kind of a scrunkly elf man, and the two big Savannah stories that I've read is like, the Monster Society of Evil, where he's the Attorney General, and he pulls out a gun towards the end. And uh, in New Earth, especially in Rise and Fall of the Empire, uh, Sivana actually raised his own family. Oh, yeah. okay. Like, he had a wife and had, like, four kids. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, in this movie, he goes, he gets the sins and gets the Sans Undertale eye. And uh, ba- and in this movie, he basically has the power to go up against Shazam, which is one good reason why they didn't bring in Black Adam for this. Yeah, I I still think he worked as the villain in this yeah. movie. I think I think he was a good, like you said, he's a good parallel to Billy. Um, and he's just he's played by Mark Strong, who's a really good actor. It just it works, like it just works. Yeah. Um, Billy has one magic word, Shazam. Savannah has four. Kill the little girl. <laughs> it's such a. I, I don't know if that's a good line, but Mark Strong delivers it really well. He's it, he's oh, he, he's so good. You know, he kind of reminded me of Alfred of Alfred Molina as Doctor Octopus. That is high praise. That's honestly not a bad comparison. I, yeah. I say, but yeah, Mark Strong. He's in. Uh, kingsman the secret service and he's also in the dark crystal show on netflix oh i um, still need to watch that yeah no he's really good in that too he's yeah very very, very good actor highly recommend any movie he's in even if it's dog shit um <laughs> has he been in anything dog shit i actually don't know um huh. yeah i'm not sure i can look yeah. that up later i guess yeah oh well oh well as far as i'm concerned he's been in only good movies good for him (laughs) my favorite scene of savannah was the post credit scene where he was yeah where he's right where he's writing on the wall like a caveman and then we see we'll hype him up more later but we see the titular mr mind and he says the iconic line Hope the food's better in this joint. (laughs) (laughs) You got me good. Uh. You got me good. No, but you know what? Like, I, I guess we could talk about that more so with the second movie. But like, I would have loved if Mister Mind was the main villain in the second movie. Yeah. Also, like. When I first watched Shazam and I saw this caterpillar with a voice box, I'm just like, what is this? Who is this guy? And then after watching uh, Lego Shazam, uh, Magic and Monsters, I was like, oh, my God, I get it now. (laughs) I am a Mr. Mind entrepreneur, and uh, Mr. Mind is one of the biggest Captain Shazam villains, like right next to Dr. Savannah in Black Adam. And he is infamous for spearheading the Monster Society of Evil, which set with such members such as the Crocodile Men and Mr. Adam 
and jeepers <laughs> jeepers yeah, yeah i would have loved to have seen more of mr mind honestly yeah, I, I yeah i wish dc was more confident in making a movie where the main villain is a caterpillar like yeah. be creative you have david f sandberg with you the guy who seems like he could make something yeah, i remember like that seeing, work i remember seeing like a twitter thread where it's like uh a sort of rewritten version of Shazam 2 where it's Mr. Mind that informs the daughters about Shazam and gets them to steal the staff. And it's Mr. Mind that convinces Calypso to betray her sisters and kill Hespera. And like, in spite of my love for Shazam 2, fucking yes. Yeah, like, and it would have made the uh, mid credit scene of the first movie like makes sense like oh there's this here's this character that they teased at the end it's like yeah and we're still shazam. waiting on you uh taking advantage of this tease dc yeah like, and the shazam 2 is just you know just kind of a joke now so yeah so um well uh before we get into the other shazam movie we, we're going to talk about today speaking of mr mind uh is there anything else you want to say about Shazam 1? One more up? thing that we uh, forgot to address, the comedy. Sh- sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the, the comedy. It's a very funny movie, and I think the two times I've left, I left the hardest were when, Fred, were when Billy was thinking that he was invisible, and Freddy said, I may have been testing invisibility and super intelligence at the same time. And I I liked it when Billy became Smash Bandicoot for a moment and said, Billy, I'm going to go over there and take you to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. It's it is very funny. I mean, obviously, there are times where you're just like eye rolling, like uh, uh, general audience comedy. But like, it's it's quaint like i don't know i i didn't mind it in this movie as much the the other time the other time where i like laughed the hardest out of any of the dc movies was when they were trying to see if billy could jump over a 50 foot story building in a single bound and when he tries he just crashes through the window yeah and it's immediately followed up with your phone's charged your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, those are those are funny scenes. Yeah, They're funny, I love exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah. I also I may have gotten a bit of unintentional comedy when Superman showed up at the end, and it's so obviously not Henry Cavill, but yeah. I, you know, I endless mean, Superman cameo sweep. Yeah, you know what? I'll give Black Adam that. They didn't have headless Superman cameo, so <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they actually they... got Henry Cavill for five seconds and yeah, then they fired they him again. They couldn't have a headless cameo. How else was Black Adam gonna get some head? <laughs> oh, Dwayne. I'm not the one that just got butt fucked on national TV, Dwayne. <laughs> You still owe me $16, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess we should, um, final thoughts. Uh, Shazam 1, very good movie. I love it to bits. Uh, would you own, would you keep it on Blu-ray? Well, I'm glad you asked because I happen to do have it on Blu-ray. Um, not only do I have it on Blu-ray, I have it on Blu-ray, with a slip cover that has the hologram cover on it. So like Ooh. you can like flip it and it's like 
oh, it's Billy Batson. Now it's Zachary Levi. Now it's Billy Batson. Now it's Shazam, Zachary Levi. And then oh my God, Morbius ripped it off. I know. You know what? I, I'm recording this after like a week after I recorded the Morbius episode. I forgot to mention that my Morbius Blu-ray had a slip cover, hologram slip cover that I could scratch. But, you know, it's whatever. There was too much to discuss during that episode anyway. <laughs> yeah. But a- anyway, to answer your question, yes, I would own this on Blu-ray. Again, it's not a perfect movie, but for what it is, I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. I could watch it again. It's Honestly, I think it is my favorite movie in the DC Extended Universe. Um, you know, not yeah. that it's a real tight competition. Um, yeah, I, like the only good DCU movies that that I can think of until Blue Beetle comes out, please let that be good, are uh, the Shazam movies and the Suicide Squad. And the Suicide Squad is a great movie. But I don't think I would personally ever call that a favorite. Yeah, no, it's been a while since I've saw the 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 Suicide Squad. Like Same I literally, ha- I literally have not thought about it since I first watched it. Like, yeah, I, and, I mean, I don't for, hate yeah, it, and I've already watched both Shazam movies twice in recent times mm-hmm. and for some reason i like did the same with man of steel bvs and black adam in spite of those movies being monumentally worse <laughs> yeah honestly i'd probably return to aquaman again before oh, yeah. i visit the suicide squad oh uh, yeah but... i watched a movie of aquaman that movie's awful but uh <laughs> It's epic. Yeah. He can talk <laughs> it's objectively to the, epic. He can talk to the fish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a fun episode someday. Oh, someday, yeah. but not so, today. Not yet, Minion. Not yet. Not, not yet. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Shazam, Blu-ray, keep. Uh, and would I own it on Blu-ray? I do have plans, but... um. For people who know my podcast, uh, Whole Lot Chaos is, isn't is just about movies I watched. It's also about shows, books, and games. And as someone who uh, spends his money on other memorabilia, uh, Shazam movies I'll try to get soon, but it's kind of rare that I do buy this stuff. And I have plans, but I'm probably not going to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Guess we can finally start talking about the better movie the better shazam movie that you made me uh stream during movie night yeah (laughs) so my birthday yeah happy birthday you son of a bitch you made me watch lego dc shazam what the fuck is it called i keep calling it lego shazam monsters okay yeah so i keep calling it lego shazam because that's what it is it's literally just lego shazam it's a lego made movie not Lego is in stop motion Lego. No, that would be, you know, neat and cool. No, it's CGI Lego. Can yeah. I just say, so let me just go on a little, little rant. I yeah. always hated these Lego movies. You know, I may, I haven't watched a lot of them, but like, I just never liked watching Lego in CGI like that. You know, yeah. when I watch something animated with Legos, you know, I like the way they walk in stop, like Lego stop motion. I remember when I was like, you know, yeah. first getting into YouTube all those years ago, I remember finding these like, you know, 
animated little cartoons, not cartoons, like little animated videos on YouTube of like people would take like their Star Wars minifigures and just like, you know, have them walk around. And like, you know, I like the way that that looked, you know, when you animate a Lego character in CGI and they're like, you know, contorting their arms and legs in ways that a Lego figure wouldn't normally contort, it's distracting and annoying. I know I sound insane going on a rant like this uh, over a yeah, Lego movie, but I I, that's it. just that's just something I always found annoying. And I'm glad the Lego movie, like the actual Lego movie, did not do like it. For sure, it was also CGI, but like you know they yeah, animated them to actually, move like Legos. Yeah, that's actually something the Playmobil movie did, where it was just CGI, and we all know how that movie went. I I don't know how that movie went because I haven't I, watched it. But I you know what? I'm gonna take it, your, I'm gonna it. take your word for it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, with stuff like that, I do kind of feel like Warner Brothers is a very huge reason why animation doesn't really get that much respect. Mm -hmm. Because really think about how they treat their movies. Pretty much all of their animated movies, even like their best ones, like Superman vs. the Elite and Batman Under the Red Red Hood, those are all direct-to-video. And Mm -hmm. the theatrical animated movies that they release are baby shit yeah like space jam 2 and league of super pets Mm-hmm. like actual yeah. stuff made for toddlers yeah isn't it weird that hbo max kept the lego shazam movie but not infinity train <laughs> <laughs> so anyway we watched it on a movie night, you, me, a bunch of the guys. We watched this Lego Shazam movie. and We did it for the Cheeto sweep. We did it, it for the Cheeto sweep. Yeah. And um, it's like better than the, che- the kind of Cheetos that you would see a five-year-old dip in their water. Do five-year-olds do that? Uh, I was in a <laughs> restaurant once, and I was with this five, this toddler, this young kid who kept on dipping his chips into the water. I wanted to throw up. Oh, the future, ladies and gentlemen. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. But anyway, Lego Shazam. This is a hard movie to judge, because it's like, we clearly did not go into this expecting anything great. You know, it's like it's Lego Shazam. Like this movie was made for babies and kids that don't really know who Shazam is or maybe they do. But like it's not a movie that I was really expecting anything from. And well, I got exactly what I was expecting from it. Dumb garbage that I got to make fun of during the watch party. (laughs) Uh one of my favorite parts of the movie is the voice cast. And, like, so, some parts I did expect. Like, you know, Tom Kenny being Penguin. He's Sure. He, he's been a good Penguin since, like, 2004. But then uh, Billy Batson is voiced by Steven Universe. <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and even better, uh, Flash is voiced by Johnny Test. Yeah, and it's literally just those voices. Like, I know these actors can pull great voice voice performances. Like James Arnold Taylor, who just basically is Johnny Test. Like he can pull. Like he was Obi Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars series, and he's really, really good in those in that show. Like Mm. so good in that show. But like, yeah, in this, he's just doing his Johnny Test voice. (laughs) 
The guy has a fiery hair and a turbocharged backpack. <laughs> Flash, why are you running? I blew up Malaysia. <laughs> the Justice League uses them like a lab rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the voice cast, uh, Batman being voiced by voice actor, le- voice acting legend Troy Baker. Yeah. Um, but he just sounds like Zap Brannigan. And I made that my review on Letterboxd. I was just like, why was Batman voiced by Zap Brannigan? Ha ha. But then someone in the comments was just like, um, actually, it's not the same voice actor. It's Troy Baker who is. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I was making a joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A fun fact, though, uh, Troy Baker has actually voiced Batman plenty of times especially in the DC animated movie universe that's based on the new 52 and uh, mostly pretty shit. <laughs> like it has that universe has my actual least favorite movie of all time. So, Oh, wow. Well, then I mean, I didn't mind the Batman voice. I just thought it was like a comedic Batman voice, you know, similar to how like Will Arnett does Batman in the Lego movies. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, you know, it's it's supposed to be stupid, but <laughs> I could never imagine a serious Batman movie with this kind of voice performance. Somehow, Billy Batson found out how to sneak Gatorade into Mount Justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I will say I was actually so uh, we, we watched this movie and this is the movie that kind of made me love Mr. Mind because, well, oh. Mr. Mind... I mean, literally just this weird Lego Caterpillar character was just so, he was so goofy, but I was just like, my God, like. He's wanted in three quadrants of the (laughs) galaxy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I will say the fact that I got a picture of him and I made that a uh, reaction emoji. My my honest honest reaction. (laughs) Yeah. I've used it a lot more than I was expecting. And at uh, one point, it, yeah, and basically his goal in the movie is to become Big Chungus and to fly to the Rock of Eternity to free the Rock from the eternal prison that Warner Brothers put him in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our esteemed leaders at Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm... Uh, please take over this conversation i have literally nothing to say about this movie other than it sucks <laughs> i gladly will so uh this movie also has the very titular monster society of evil which has one of the, some of the greatest villains in dc history like oom the mighty the crocodile man the dummy jeepers <laughs> yeah that's right jeepers I, I, is such a chad yeah you know what i thought oom was solomon grundy the first time because i'm just like oh this big creature looking character i thought that was solomon grundy but yeah. nope <laughs> it's a completely different character yeah the thing with oom. like captain mar like should captain marvel shazam whatever is that even though he's like one of the oldest super villains around uh Aside from uh, Savannah, Adam, and Mister Mind, his and maybe the Daughters of Atlas in the new movie, his Rogues Gallery is actually really lackluster. Mm. There's only a few that I think are particularly memorable, like the Crocodile Men, Mister mm-hmm. Adam, 
Johnny Sorrow, but even then, Johnny's more of a Justice Society villain. Fuck, even Sabic from the Black Adam movie is one of those rogues. Real the 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 uh devil monster guy yeah, played by live action Jafar. Yes, that is one of the better Shazam villains. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, that's oh yeah, what yeah. what a shame. <laughs> so, but yeah, so uh, so basically, in this movie, uh, M- movie. Billy, this epic, this cinematic epic, uh, <laughs> Billy is worried about joining the Justice League because he's too old to order off the kids' menu. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh. no, there's just a rule where you can't be a kid. So this is basically anti Chuck E. Cheese level shit. Oh, anti Chuck E. Cheese. They won't be entering the Galaxy 5000. Yeah. And they didn't fuck over the space time continuum with Lightning McQueen and Carnage. <laughs> well, that's just Freebirds. Why are we bringing Freebirds into this? <laughs> Oh, we're just devolving into our sense of humor. This, this this is what magic and monsters does to people. One of my favorite parts of the movie, and I think we all lost our shit with this, is when they fight Black Adam and they build their fucking mini Mario Karts to fight him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally. So Black Adam is a villain in this, which, by the way, he's not bald, so it's not the same Dwayne Johnson character, but like... Shit. Which was really cool. It's like, oh, so this is how Black Adam is supposed to be. Thank you, baby Lego movie, for showing me how Black Adam is supposed to be, as they opposed to the Black the- Adam origin movie. They- finally gave him my dad's haircut huzzah <laughs> yeah exactly but anyway so the way they def- the the way they defeat him so by the way they turn into kids just because um and then because they're kids they turn oh, they like wait, no build- they become kids because it's this one fucking episode of spongebob where mr mind finally says i'll turn eugene Krabs into my mother yeah so like they turn into kids and then they like uh build mario kart carts that can fly but also have wheels so they can drive them it's like what what is this oh it's a dumb kids movie i'm sure the kids were just like oh i love mario kart put in mario kart reference yeah you'll want to know what kids also love the whale That's true. There's a scene with a whale, and everyone was just like, "Yo, it's fucking Brendan Fraser!" <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh, oh. What, 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 what did you show me? <laughs> like, what is this movie? Now, yeah. look, we've been watching the Disney sequels, and for some reason, this one weirded me out a lot. I mean, I, I will admit there are some Disney sequels that are still worse than this movie, but like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I I like the post credit scene with Mr. Mind and Lo and Lobo. They taught me was how it... to fuck. <laughs> 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 I, 
Nobody's going to understand that reference. Uh, that's what makes it funnier. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> hey, imagine if I just talk about this movie on my podcast sometime with someone who has not seen it and then, and then I just tell them the plot and then they'll just have to take my word for it. It's, that's literally what I did last episode with John. I explained to him the point of Morbius, except I didn't make any references to like watch parties. I literally just told him what happened and he yeah. was still just like lost. Yeah, but I had to do it here because Mr. Mind is just that cool and epic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, yeah. No, you know what we should do? We should just all meet up someday for Halloween and we all just dress up as Mr. Mind. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a fucking caterpillar. Uh. Uh. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to say about this stupid, stupid Shazam movie? <laughs> Oh, I never uh, thought I would talk about the Lego Shazam movie on my podcast about uh, my the, movie the collection. The hatred for moths paid off. Oh, yeah. The wizard voiced by a Family Guy voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, didn't I thought we talked about that. Like, oh. he's vo- like he's voiced by a guy who's like a Family Guy regular. Like, he voices oh. like a bunch of Family Guy characters. Wait, I... Hold- Wait, before we wrap this up, I need to look this up. Let me look this up. Oh, my I God. I think it's Ralph Garman, if I uh, remember correctly. Uh, who does he voice? He voices the wizard. I don't know who he voices on Family Guy. Yeah, I need to um, figure that out. Okay. Looking, yeah. Yeah. Looking this up on IMDb right now. Trust me, guys. This is very uh, meaningful. Uh, oh, uh, D. Bradley Baker voices Jeepers. So, uh I knew that. I recognized his okay. voice. I'm just like, hey. So, Ralph Garman. Yeah. Breaking news. Ralph Garman voices who? Uh, let's see here. This is very uh, uh, okay. nice journalism. Oh, he, okay, so he's known for some of his roles in the Ted series. Okay. For John's dad in Stormtrooper. And, uh... Yeah, his roles in Family Guy, He he's just conspicuous roles, like... various waiter cab driver (laughs) oh my favorite family guy character yeah imagine if like um yeah imagine if like there was if if this movie was like once upon a weinstein that one (laughs) family guy episode yeah, when you wish upon a Weinstein. Yeah. yeah. And and Billy talks to uh the wizard and he basically tells him, "Be careful who you're calling a child wizard because if I'm a child, then you know what then you know what that makes you? A pedophile. And I'll be damned if I'll be lectured by a pervert." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Uh, oh peter i have nothing else to say this movie's just fucking magnificent yeah it's i'm glad you you have ironic enjoyment for it uh it's not yeah. one for me but that's okay you know what i have my fair share of ironic and yeah. I- ironically enjoyable movies so i completely understand i hope this um, is still on blu-ray yeah i don't know if it's if it's a blu-ray release if it is it's Unfortunately, we'll not be joining the collection, but, you know. Imagine uh, if it gets a 4K release over the menu. 
<laughs> it gets a 4K before Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen a Williams list? Oh, uh, yeah. I have. It's like seen all that the list. all the movies that got a 4K before Titanic. Wait, Mr. Mind's been on 4K before Titanic. Ooh, nice. Yeah, nice. because the Shazam movies got 4K, so we got to see Mr. Mind in 4K first. Uh, you know what? That's I'm glad for all this timeline's faults. I'm glad for that. That you know what? I would not be in any other timeline. Yeah, <laughs> the greatest timeline. The greatest timeline. Yeah. All right, chaos. Uh, please plug your things. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Letterboxed and uh, backlogged and serialized. I also have a YouTube channel where I make a similar podcast, Whole Lot of Chaos. I talked about the bad guys. It's not very good. And and you can also follow me on Twitter. We're, follow, we're following me. Put Spider Knight on your feed. So that's a plus. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, thank you for... Uh, joining me on this part one uh shazam adventure uh as we go into part two very soon but before that uh thank you all for listening to my podcast my infinitely superior podcast i might add for um, real yeah uh if you want to support the show just uh you know give a like give a comment listen to us on apple podcasts and spotify or if you just want to listen to youtube that's cool too whatever floats your boat steve um but yeah thanks for listening and uh always remember uh uh, i need a shazam quote to go off of uh chaos say something thunder crack (laughs) <laughs> Captain Sparkle Fingers. All right, thank you. Bye bye. Yeah.